Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Liel Levy, head of partnerships at Nanato Media. Liel, how are you? Ale, thank you very much for having me. I'm great. How are you today? I am doing really well. I am so excited to have you on the podcast here today because we are going to be delving into an area that I have never gone into, whether it's in the podcast or in all the law firm consulting and coaching that I have done. So why don't you tell a little bit about Nanato Media, how it came into being and what it is that you do? Absolutely. Well, thank you again. Great opportunity to introduce not just myself, but a little bit also of what we do. So Nanato Media, we're a marketing agency. And what we specifically specialize in is in helping law firms win their Hispanic market. That's how we like to say it. What do we mean by winning their Hispanic market? Well, really becoming relevant to their local Hispanic market doesn't really matter what practice area the law firm practice. It is now become more evident year over year that the Hispanic market, and again, it doesn't necessarily matter whether you're in a very, very big metro area like Houston, Los Angeles, or New York, or if you're in a small market in North Dakota, there is certainly going to be an opportunity in the Hispanic market, primarily because there is not a lot of people paying attention to it. And so we are devoted to creating awareness about the value and the importance that this market represents for law firms. And so that's what we dedicate ourselves in our law firm, sorry, in our law firm, in our marketing agency, helping law firms do a better job at engaging and capturing their local Hispanic market. And why should law firms be targeting the Hispanic market over perhaps other ethnic minorities? Well, by no means do we limit or suggest our law firms to just limit themselves to the Hispanic market. We are all about multiculturalism. So when we preach the message, be inclusive, we mean across the board, right? And so if you are in Seattle and you have a significant Hispanic, but also Chinese market population in your market, then you should definitely also be putting efforts toward having and building relevancy towards that market, acknowledge them and make your law firm accessible to them. So it's not a do Hispanics over other markets, but Since we specialize in the Hispanic market, we are using all of our experience and resources and know-how to help law firms do this effectively without necessarily making the mistakes that many other law firms potentially in their market are making. So how did you come up with this idea or how did the founders come up with this idea for Nanato Media and to target the, to help law firms target the Hispanic market? That seems pretty niche. It is indeed. And really, it all traces back to our trajectories, right? We're two co-founders. It's me and the head of digital, who's Natalie Farguli. And so we both have different journeys 
in marketing to the Hispanic market, but they kind of like met, we met along the way and we realized that, hey, this could be a really big opportunity. So let me just backtrack a little bit. My uncle, I was born and raised in Mexico City. My uncle, uh, since I was born, he was living here in the United States in Los Angeles to be specific. And so back in the day, this is the 80s, he started a publicity agency really helping lawyers generate leads from injured Latinos, be that through their work or through motor vehicle accidents. And so again, this was way back in the 80s. Marketing was done in the ways that marketing was done back in those days. A lot of TV, a lot of newspaper advertising, a lot of radio, and a lot of community outreach. And so I was lucky enough to have the opportunity every summer to travel from Mexico to the United States and spend two months of the year with my uncle and my cousin here in the United States. And part of that experience was always helping with the business, right? Going to all of these ferias and kermeses that were happening around the LA area to promote a brand that my uncle was building. And so that brand grew exponentially to the point that by 2010, it was by far the best established workers' compensation and personal injury, Latino-oriented, legal brand, if you may. And it was in already several other markets other than Los Angeles. It was in New York. It was in Chicago. It was expanding to other new markets. And so I was very lucky to have seen that really start from the beginning all the way to what it becomes. And along the way, had an opportunity also to do several other things from intake all the way to 2017, help lead some of the business development initiatives of it. However, in 2018, Natalie, who was at the time the digital director for this company, and I decided that, okay, there is a massive opportunity here, not just to work with a really huge brand, but just to really cater to smaller and mid-sized law firms that also have the same needs. They want to market themselves. They don't want to be depending on lead generation services to generate Hispanic clients, which is one of the approaches that a lot of law firms take when it comes down to acquiring or gaining Latino clients. Well, it's, uh, a, it's a terrific story. And your dad has built this amazing business. So congratulations. My to uncle. Him. Yeah. Oh, your uncle. <laughs> but your uncle yeah, he was pretty much of that figure for me. So my parents were divorced. And so he, that role and that impacted me. So a lot of what I've learned as a person in, in business comes from the time that I spent with him. So, yeah. That's great. So it's a wonderful immigrant story, you know, coming over to the US, building this business and really finding an area that is a tremendous growth opportunity. And for law firms that are looking at this space, whether they're thinking about it strategically and have been for a while, or, you know, based on this podcast, they're thinking, huh, maybe I should consider targeting Hispanics. How much revenue, roughly, you know, I know it's hard to quantify that, but how much revenue are law firms missing out? by not targeting their Hispanic market properly. Oh, that's, I think, really comes down to the type of practice areas you handle in your law firm. It can be from thousands of dollars a month in billable hours to millions of dollars, right? In catastrophic injuries that are happening to these individuals from this community. And so by you not being discoverable to them, you're just not able to capture them. 
And so it's really significant, I guess, more so than being able to quantify what is the opportunity that is being missed here. What is really important to acknowledge is the fact that the Hispanic market is continuing to grow year over year, right? It has already led for the past 10 years, the overall U.S. population growth in terms of a demographic group, while other demographics like white non-Hispanics shrinking at a rate of about 60,000 people per year, the Hispanic market is growing at a rate of 1.5 million people per year. And so as we're becoming more aware about the way that Latinos behave and interact and they live in their communities, we know that Spanish is a very, very important and central element in their identity. And it doesn't really matter whether they were born here in the United States or they came here as children or they're just recent arrivals. The Spanish as a language is part of the identity and it's frequently used by members of the community when they're trying to build trust and particularly when they're trying to find service providers that they want to trust right so that's another misconception that lawyers have they say well but you know now the emerging hispanics here in the united states they're all native english speakers they may be still doesn't mean that they will search for lawyer that not acknowledge them through their language, which is Spanish. And right. so the other question that they would bring up is, okay, so I have a law firm and love to grow my firm and I'm interested in targeting the Hispanic market, but I don't have any Hispanic attorneys. How do you respond to that? Yeah, that's an objection that we very frequently find. <laughs> and I think, you know, you don't have to limit yourself to language capabilities of your lawyers, right? If you have a Spanish speaking lawyer, great, but it does not, it's not also the deal maker. What we always explain to law firms is that it's not about who specifically or strategically speaks Spanish in the law firm. It's about what is the client experience looking like for a Latin, a Spanish speaking individual in your law firm, right? Can they call and get their phone answers in Spanish? Can when they come for their meetings and appointments, is there someone that is communicating with them in Spanish and making their interactions with whomever is that they're communicating with in the law firm easy? And are the documents or anything that is being presented to them on a language that they can understand, right? And so it doesn't really matter who are the Spanish speaking members in your team as long as they are present and you have designed a client experience that makes your law firm accessible to anyone who wants to interact with it in Spanish, right? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there because it's a lot more than just marketing and bringing in leads who happen to speak Spanish. It really is augmenting your client experience so that it is friendly and comfortable and delightful to people that speak Spanish. 100%, Ale, that's 100% what we're advocating here above all. And so people usually tend to limit themselves and say, well, you know, they make these decisions 
based on whether it speaks Spanish or not, when the picture is much bigger than that, there is great Spanish speaking attorneys that they don't have these other processes in place. The client experience is still not great for someone who is calling their law firm, because even though the lawyer speaks Spanish, the rest of the process is not well structured for it to cater well to the Hispanics when they're calling and interacting with a law firm. So there's not a one-way path of making this work for you. You can certainly gear and build your law firm in a way that it can cater Hispanics and any other demographic group that it's of relevancy to your law firm, right? And we've seen that with a lot of our clients that the same way that they partner with us to take care of their Hispanic marketing, they do it for other languages through other agencies. And, And it's terrific. It's really encouraging to see law firms starting to think and develop these strategies. Well, as you said, it's a lot more than just the Hispanic market or people that speak Spanish. This Absolutely. is really all about you know different cultures and diversity and other groups yeah. that don't speak English as their primary language. You know, if we go back to Hispanic market again, because that's your sweet spot, that's where you have a lot of this experience. What are the mistakes you most frequently see these law firms making when they try to market to the Hispanic community? Thanks for this question. And to really simplify it, I think the most common mistake we see is attorneys trying to replicate their English strategy to Spanish, literally. And so obviously that's not a great practice because it doesn't necessarily account for understanding who their local Hispanic market is. What's an example of that? In reality, you know, the most... Literal example that I can give you is law firms who, for instance, create a website, right? right? And then would hire someone to do a literal translation of the website for Spanish or a landing page or Google ads. It doesn't really matter, but they will take one element of their marketing strategy and just translate it as it was created in English into Spanish. And these are actual real literal translations oftentimes happening in being made with tools like Google Translate that completely ignore, you know, the semantics of the Spanish language and the way that we articulate and explain and talk in a natural way in Spanish. And therefore the message not only is not delivered, is just confusing and doesn't necessarily fulfill the purpose. That <laughs> not, it's not at all. It might actually achieve the opposite effect. It reminds me, and for those of you that are listening, I suspect all of you have bought things on Amazon and you may have read reviews or product descriptions on Amazon from products that were made in another country. And when you read those English translations, exactly. it doesn't make sense, right? You read it and you're going, man, that's kind of lame. And so they immediately lose all credibility. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Another great example to that is if you had ever traveled to an exotic destination, be that somewhere in Asia, somewhere in South America, somewhere in Europe, right? And you're giving one of those menus, a restaurant that is translated into 25 different languages, and you start reading the names or the descriptions of the dishes, and they really don't make any sense because of the same reason that you've just mentioned now, right? They just literally took word by word and, (laughs) you know, transcribed. And so here's the thing, like lots of law firms that have taken that approach, they still see results. And the reason for that is because there may not necessarily be someone in the market doing a better job 
at actually targeting the Hispanic market. And so what we are saying is that those days are counted. And when a law firm with a wider and clearer vision about this market raises the bar, they're really going to see all their market share disappear from one day to another because it was never really competitive. It really never stood a chance. It was just there were no other competitors around doing any better job. So that's definitely the most significant mistake they're making. I think tied to that is not finding the right partners to help you with this strategy. I think that's one of the consequences that we see these strategies being so poorly executed. I think law firms many times, they think, oh, I have someone who speaks Spanish at the law firm. And so they give them to translate ad copy or landing page copy or website content. But the bottom line is that the fact that they speak Spanish, maybe not even as native speakers, but they just speak Spanish because they're bilingual, doesn't necessarily make them experts in writing fantastic copy for ads or for landing pages. And so I think one of the reasons for that is that just as a whole, law firms haven't been very competitive with their Hispanic strategies, while for their English strategies, they may be very aggressive in the way they want things executed and implemented. And they're very particular and even picky about it. They really lower the bar for their Spanish marketing. They don't care. They don't set the same standards of quality to them. And I think that's a big, big mistake. Certainly will be because they do that that way now and it still works, but they're leaving so much on the table and there are going to be firms that are going to be taking this really seriously and will be doing a great job. They're going to lose out to these firms that are really taking seriously. Those are the main missed opportunities, the most evident mistakes I think that we see. Yeah. So just a quick shout out here to the attorneys who are listening. If you want to go in, target Hispanics or target another ethnic minority that does not speak English, right? Or use a different language to do that. The key point that I'm taking away from our conversation here with Liel is this is a strategic initiative that you have to undertake. And that means it's way more than just having someone that speaks the language be in the firm. You've got to really map out your customer experience from the very beginning, from the ads that you're putting out there, if you're doing ads or the website or what have you, all the way through the process to make sure that it's inviting, it's enjoyable, and it's friendly towards this group of people that are not speaking English, but are going through your process. Because if you don't do that, we're now getting to the stage where the firms that are doing that are going to start winning. So if you're going to do it or you want to do it right, makes sense to take that strategic viewpoint. A hundred percent, Ali. Really excited that you also have a book coming out on this topic. The name of the book is Beyonce Habla Español, How Lawyers Win the Hispanic Market. Why did you decide to write the book? So going back to our mission as an agency, right, to raise awareness about the value and importance that the Hispanic market have for law firms. And, you know, we understand that we're not going to be able to cater to every single law firm out there, right? Be that because we have exclusivity agreements with the law firms that we work with, be that because not every single law firm is at the stage that they are ready to hire marketing agencies specialized in the Hispanic market to help them out. 
but we wanted it not to be limited, right? But our reach of based on our agency reach, we wanted to make sure that we created an opportunity for lawyers at the different stages in their journey of discovering the Hispanic market to have an opportunity to access really detailed and specific information about A, who the Hispanic market is, because that's another big mistake, right? Is that people just, we use the term Hispanic, we use the term Latinx, we use the term Latinos, Latinas, right? But we don't necessarily know who are we encapsulating in these, with these terms. And so understanding the different segments that exist within the Hispanic market is one of the first fundamentals that the book establishes. And from then, it really goes into explaining what is the foundation of building up a strategy that is can be sustainable to capture and grow the your Hispanic market reach and client-based within your local market? And then what are the first steps that you can take in order to do that effectively using and leveraging digital platforms like Google Ads, right? So we really set up ourselves with a task of, let's not just write a high-level book that you read it, you become very aware, but then you don't know where to get started with. Let's write a book that actually is going to give you some very good and specific actionable insights that you can then take with you and implement them. And Ale, I do want to state that this is not a book that's going to walk you step by step as to how to set up your Facebook or Google Ads campaigns. They'll give you enough insights that if you have experience doing so, you're potentially going to be able to do it. But primarily because most lawyers don't and are not handling their actual campaigns sure uh, in not. Google Ads or Facebook. <laughs> and luckily there aren't, right? I'm not saying that some of them are not good at it, but your average lawyer should actually be focused on running their law firm, right? Be that the business side of it or the legal side of it. And so we wanted to create a book that gives and generates and educates lawyers with the right tools and the right levels of awareness so that they can sit down at tables, whether it's with their internal marketing teams, with their partners, with agencies, and understand what is going to work, what is not going to work, and how they should be crafting a strategy that is likely to deliver uh, results. Because a lot of lawyers, we notice, they put themselves at the mercy of their marketing experts or agencies that they part without necessarily understanding what the conversation is about and what's being decided for them and for their strategies. Yeah, so, it's a little bit like having someone take a look at your car, right? You take your car into the shop and you have someone look at it, kind of have to go along whatever they tell you to do because you don't know yourself and then you take it to another mechanic and they say something else completely different that <laughs> contradicts what the other person just told you. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, it's taking some time to get yourself educated on this topic makes a lot of sense. It's a great way to just get into the market and see if this is going to be something that you want to pursue. And if you want to pursue it, there are probably some high level ideas into how to get started on that. So Liel, if someone is reading this book, what are the top three things that they might take away from it? So I think really the main and most important thing is having a deeper understanding of who the American Hispanics are, right? I think that's super important. And I cannot stress enough the importance of understanding what's the difference between an Americanizado or a Nuevo Latina, a Latinoamericano, because they all are basically different buyer personas. And so the better you understand 
who your law firm is going to be more relevant to, who are you more likely to capture and who your services are going to be of greater interest, then you're going to be more likely to actually set up a strategy that is going to be relevant to them. Because doing one size fits all strategy is not going to work well. So I think that's a very, very important element. And it's a conversation that is not had, it's not being had enough in legal marketing circles, right? I still think that when we're talking about Hispanics, we are still generalizing too much without necessarily acknowledging the different segments that exist within to a granular point. And that's one thing we do in our book. You know, Liel just threw down some terrific marketing lingo. And I want to explain that to you, to you attorney entrepreneurs. He mentioned the word personas. And whether you call them personas or whether you call them avatars, what it is, is it's an archetypal description of your ideal client. And different personas may require different marketing and certainly will require different marketing text and copy and tactics because they're uniquely different. And so what Liel is pointing out is using that one size fits all approach, which too many law firms use in general, but using it even to target Hispanics is not going to be enough. You have to get more detailed. And that's what he lays out in his book. Thank you very much. Yes, that's perfectly put together. I think another thing here that is going to be very important thing that we talk about our book is really understanding the importance of not just the marketing as a whole to the strategy itself, but understanding that what happens after the leads are starting to get generated is going to be as important or if not more important than having built a terrific strategy. And by that, we are talking about intake. By that, we are talking about the client experience. By that, we're talking about what you actually do with those connections you've already created with those clients that you have already served, hopefully also achieved terrific results for. How are you harvesting? that into building a stronger connection with the Hispanic community and also gaining more clients out. So those other elements are also part of the book. It's not just about, you know, understanding who this market, the Hispanic market is and then going and targeting them, but actually the importance that has to be given to your handling of these leads, turning them into clients and then turning them into another source of more cases, right? So that's another important lesson that I think we cover very well in our book. And last but not least, Ali, it's going to be another super basic one. And that is that, you know, in our book, we really put a lot of effort not to just talk about our belief and our opinion on where is the Hispanic market going in terms of the future and its impact in the U.S. population as a whole, we actually used all of the most reliable sources that you can imagine from census.gov to Pew Research to Nielsen to Claritas, right? All of the big names in measuring population growth and consumer behavior to really explain that if you don't start paying attention to your Hispanic market right now, what is at stake is the longevity of your law firm, right? The relevancy of your law firm. Will your law firm be relevant 10 years from now if you are not targeting demographic group that is growing at a rate like no other group is in the market? So 
you know, people tend to think, well, I'm not in LA, I'm not in New York, I'm not in Houston. These markets are not the ones that are growing at an exponential rate. These markets are actually growing at a more conservative pace. We're talking about North Dakota, we're talking about South Dakota, we're talking about Montana, we're talking about New Hampshire, right? These are the markets right now with the fastest Hispanic demographic group growth. And so if people are not starting to understand that and starting to get on board of doing and targeting this market and engaging with them and recognizing them, someone's going to come, it's going to do it, and they're going to lose significant business opportunity. Yeah, exactly. My takeaway from our conversation here today, Liel, is this is a great chat for us to be having is this is really a major strategic opportunity for a firm, or it could become a strategic threat. And a lot of law firms, especially the small ones that we work with, tend to deal with what's in front of them right now. They're reacting to what's in front of them. They're reacting to what they know about. They don't often take the time to think about what's going to be happening five years or 10 years down the road, and then equipping those firms for that. And so attorney entrepreneurs, if you're interested in going through that process, what I like to make available to all of you is something that I make available to all my clients. It's usually one of the first couple of things that we go through law firm success group, and you can have it for free. Of course, if you go to our website, lawfirmsuccessgroup.com on the homepage, there's a button, get my business plan. Click on that. You'll be able to get the one page strategic plan, a video for how to do it and the actual template itself for you to fill out so that you can think about these kinds of things. And if going after the Hispanic market is one of your key strategic initiatives. You can put that into the plan, lay out the actions that need to happen, and then actually go after it and get it so that it's not a waste of time or a waste of effort, or even worse, something that you completely ignore. Because if you don't do it, as Liel is saying, someone else is going to. That's right, Alade. Someone's going to come and eat your lunch, right? And we don't like that because I like lunch. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? So, Liel, I want you to be relatable to our listeners as well. They're dealing with a lot of things as they're trying to grow their firm. You're trying to grow your business. What are the most important issues that you're working on in your business today? Great. Well, thank you for allowing me to explain a little bit about our struggles, which sometimes they seem endless. But I think, Ali, one of the challenges that we face are a couple of them, right? We are a very, very niche and very boutique uh, agency, right? And I think one of the challenges that we face sometimes when coming to talk and to connect with bigger law firms, right? Now we are talking about law firms that potentially have a national presence. They're marketing in several areas and such in the United States, massive marketing budgets. And so they bring us onto the table to have a conversation. And I think, you know, one of the challenges that we have faced as an agency is not being able to come across to them as suitable enough for their scale, right? And I've heard this, like we've been told, well, but how many employees do you have? And how many are actually working in your offices? And, you know, they're trying to measure our capabilities through some metrics that actually don't necessarily are relevant to the output that we generate or to the results that we generate. And so for us to navigate those waters to be able to make ourselves still very relevant and competitive for law firms that are looking for something different in their partners, 
but that we could still be doing and taking care for them is one of the things that is being a constant learning curve. Because every single time that we end up in one of these conversations, we end up learning and acknowledging something else that our potential future clients may be looking in us, right? Right now, the way that we've set ourselves to become an agency was to help small and mid-sized law firms really be able to capture their Hispanic markets. And I think that vision and that ability to really focus on these type of law firms has really helped us to A, grow at a fast pace and B, really create a terrific service for this type of law firms, right? We're talking about solo lawyers or ones that law firms that have maybe anywhere between three to 15 lawyers inside. And we've also have law firms that have 40 and 50, right? But I think we are still finding really how is it that we can also serve and cater law firms that have a hundred and more lawyers working under the roof and be able to help them generate the same type of results that we are generating for these other partners that we already work with. How does that sound for a challenge? Well, yeah. And it's a challenge that I've run into and dealt with. And a lot of our other clients are dealing with it too, which is this issue of, okay, well, I really want to go after these bigger fish. Right. I don't want to be working with these with small fish. I want to go not just the small fish. I want to also get the big fish, whether it's big companies, big clients, big law firms, whatever it happens to be. And number one, there's a lot of myth wrapped around that because bigger isn't always better. Okay. Often it is. Couldn't agree always. more. Not always. And the other thing is that, and I see this with my clients all the time, with where the law firm is and where the attorney is. Trying to go after that large client is mostly an exercise in futility because they don't have a message that the client's going to appreciate. They don't have good access to the client. And they don't even have a good idea of how the client, those large clients, how they buy those services. What's the different processes that have to be gone through? How long does it take to get a deal done? What are the prices of those kinds of deals relative to what they can easily get. And we go through an exercise called aligned marketing where we figure out, okay, let's put all that aside. Let's talk about what your message is, your value proposition. Now, your ideal client is going to really appreciate that message. It's going to resonate with them passionately. And they're going to want to work with you because of the message that as an attorney, you're putting out. And so that leads you to your ideal client. And it may not be the one that you want at first, but it's the one that's going to love working with you. They're going to appreciate your services. They're going to pay well. You will likely already have access to them. And so what we find is when law firms target that market really well and they shift their services so it's more appropriate for that market, they get faster results. They get better results. They enjoy the work more. And then they can choose. They can choose to continue expanding in that market. Or now they have the resources to say, okay, strategically, we want to look at this big market. Let's see if it makes sense to work with with larger businesses or larger clients or what have you. And then it's a decision made from strategy and it's a decision made from strength rather than one made from just desire. So does that make sense, Liel? Absolutely. I think what you say resonates very, very well with the way that we see and approach things, right? I think we've been lucky enough to have been approached by these bigger players because of the impact that we've already had within the market. And of course, we know we also go and market for ourselves at trade shows and we participate at legal events and such. And so we 
give ourselves visibility. And so with that visibility, sometimes comes the interest of what sometimes, as you very rightly said, may not necessarily have been the law firms that you've initially to target and to be relevant with, right? And so I think what we are discovering as we are having these conversations, because we never want to turn down the opportunity of sitting down with someone at the table and being able to discuss and explore, right? When we sit down for a discovery call, we really mean it as a discovery call, because it's really about hearing what are the different needs and in a very genuine and honest way, understanding, can we help you or can we not? And so many times at these conversations, we do feel that what is actually the need we can certainly help with that. Now, then you have the system, the process, you have the communication channels and the overall operations that these bigger law firms have established for themselves and the acknowledgement as to do we actually want to adjust ourselves so that we can be compatible to that. And quite frankly, Ali, as you've said, sometimes the realization is that it's not really worth it, right? It's too much of a distraction to what we're already doing great. We have a much better opportunity to continue helping whom we can, we know we already build up a system that is actually doing a great job for them. So love it. Yeah. yeah. Leo, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And everyone, again, if you're looking to get more information about the Hispanic market and how to target that as a law firm, you can visit nanatomedia.com. That's where you can also connect with Liel. And the name of the book, again, is Beyond Se Habla Español, How Lawyers Win the Hispanic Market. Liel, thank you so much for being on Lawyer Business Advantage today. Thank you so much, Ole. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. That's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, We would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.